My name is Jari Bolander. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. On this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into the traits, values, beliefs, and skills of all sorts of entrepreneurs to learn how to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient world. Let's get started. Thanks for all your support over the past year. It's been wonderful to see and hear all the great feedback on the podcast. I'm also thrilled to see that a lot of you want to either do a podcast or be a guest on one. If you want my thoughts on how to be a rock star guest, you can check out that episode as well. But one of the things I get asked a lot about is how I consistently create podcast episodes for the entrepreneur ethos. I thought I'd share some of those insights in this solo podcast. To date, I have published 88 interviews, meeting my goal of doing at least one episode a week. More on why that's important later on. So on the anniversary of my first published interview on this podcast, I give you how I consistently create podcast episodes without burning out over the last year. It all starts before you start. The most important thing to consistency is to have a show idea or theme that stands the test of time. What do I mean by that? You want a topic that can be talked about forever, or at least until you're sick of talking about it. Topics are actually hard to get right, just like a startup. A podcast will zig and zag along the way. What you thought might be an important topic to discuss no longer is, or more importantly, the subtopic of your main topic changes. For example, I'd originally wanted to do a podcast called The Daily MBA, after my blog of the same name. While business is a big topic, the name implies that it's a daily thing. While I might be able to talk about business every day, it could get boring or cumbersome. That's why I decided to pick the topic of my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, as the main topic. So it's a question of topic and cadence. If you want to talk about daily events, then you'll need to you, you'll, you'll, you'll never run out of things to talk about daily, I would think. If you want to talk about a sports team, as an example, then going daily might work during the season, but not at other times. You know, I mean, it's, you know, once you have this topic in mind, then it's really just a question of getting this production stuff up and running. That's actually a real critical part of consistency. Since it's these friction points in the production that actually get in your way. Before we talk about that, let me bring up one thing when it comes to consistency. It's actually a bunch of things. These rules of thumb were graciously given to me by the CEO of Blue Wire, Kevin Jones, and VP of Content at Blue Wire, Peter Moses. Rules of thumb. Here are a couple rules of thumb to think about when you want to create a consistent stream of podcast episodes. Have a buffer. Record at least five episodes before you go live. This allows you to have some buffer if things go south. 
Publish at least once a week for the first year. Consistency is critical to a good quality podcast. Don't worry about downloads for at least the first year. It takes a while to build an audience, so be patient and enjoy the process more than the download results. Listen to your episodes. This is critical to learn your ticks and all those little things you do so that you can actually get better as you go along and record different episodes. Four to one. It roughly takes four hours of work to produce one hour of content. If you're not committed to that, then making consistent podcast episodes will be a ton harder. Decide if you'll have seasons. The rule to publish weekly can be subverted, but be cautious on this if you do seasons. Still, it's best to be disciplined to stick to a schedule. Release episodes on the same day of the week. That's really important as well because then people expect it. So there you go. Some general rules of thumb before you dive into the most important thing for consistency, which is your production process. Production process and technology stack. Creating a production tool stack and a process will pay off in so many ways. First, if you focus on the art and craft of creating, then you can start to automate or outsource the tasks that don't amplify your creation process or actually get in the way of publishing. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later. My production process centers around my technology stack. Over time, I've refined the process and technology stack so that I can be the most productive and not dread doing the podcast. Sometimes I do, full full disclosure on that. First off, let me talk about the tools since everyone always asks about them, and then I'll dig into the sequence of events that leads to a finished episode. The tools I use. It's important to invest in a good set of tools to make you not only sound awesome, but make your production process a whole lot easier. So the first one is a microphone. I use a Blue Yeti, which I love. It's on a compass boom with a Radius 3 isolator. It sounds awesome. The boom makes it easy to move around, right? I highly recommend getting the compass boom and all the stuff because I tried a cheaper one and it was really awful. Microphone isolation. I use a stage right acoustic isolation thingy that sits on my desk. It helps reduce the echo in the room and allows me to have the mic offset from where I'm speaking. This is actually really cool because it even gets rid of some of the background noise. Zoom. I do all my interviews on Zoom and record only the audio. I actually like being able to see the guest so I can get the visual cues of what they're talking about, right? Zoom audio quality is also okay, but the good news is that everyone knows how to use it, which is super important. You can get higher quality audio, but it's harder to use. Hindenburg Pro. I use Hindenburg Pro to edit the Zoom audio and do the intro. I'm actually recording on it right now. The Pro version allows for multi-channel and even the ability to record from Zoom. I used to use that, but just directly recording to Zoom, it makes my production process a ton easier, and I'll talk more about that later. Audiophonic. 
This tool puts together the intro, main content, and outro into one file, reduces the background noise, and levels everything out. The output is also compressed from the original to sound awesome on a podcast player. And I bet you I said the name of the company wrong because I can never pronounce it. So check the show notes. Simplecast. Since I'm part of the Blue Wire Network, we use Simplecast to publish everything. And it works pretty well. Ghost. The actual site where all the episodes, show notes live is on ghost.io. And it has the hue theme. I strongly encourage people to have their site where their show notes live so that they can promote it and get all the good SEO juice. So I always like to have like, this is your page, right? Canva. The hero images for each episode are created in Canva, which I literally could not live without. It is one of the most amazing tools that I pay for. And it is the best for these kind of graphic stuff. Calendly. I use Calendly to book all my guests and has an integration with Zoom so that each guest gets an invite and an email and all this sort of stuff for the recording. It's another tool. Can't live without. It's pretty awesome. And I've bought the pro version, whatever version I have. Matchmaker.fm. I use this tool to get guests so they can reach out to me and get on the show. There are several other methods to get guests, but this one is pretty consistent. And I'll talk more about that within my process, right? So this particular technology stack will give you a professional sounding podcast as a final product, but it's a little costly. I reckon I've spent about 650 bucks to get my quote unquote studios set up. And I probably spend about a hundred bucks per episode on all the tools and stuff like that, right? Of course, some of the tools I use for other things like Canva and Calendly, but you know, 100 bucks an episode seems about right for me for the ongoing cost to kind of keep the podcast up. Sands my time, of course. One other thing, coffee is critical for podcast production. So if you need some coffee, I highly recommend Sunset Roasters here in San Francisco. They make awesome coffee. My buddy Phil rocks it. Podcast episode production process. So my production process to record and edit an episode so you can listen to has really evolved over time as before I first started, right? Like I had another podcast I was on and learned a lot, but I had to do my own stuff. So it really was a challenge. I won't go through all the changes since my guess is not that interesting, but rather I'll go through my current process and then talk a little bit about why certain things are the way they are, because things do evolve over time as you do this more and more. You actually get better, right? So step one, book guests. Getting guests can actually be hard when you first start. Thankfully, I belong to something called Founders Network, which is a peer mentoring group for tech entrepreneurs. So my first set of guests were from there, right? And then I found matchmaker.fm, right? I would highly recommend signing up for matchmaker.fm. Can I say that again? I would highly recommend signing up for matchmaker.fm so you can have a way for guests to reach out to you. It's simply stellar. And if you're a tech entrepreneur, I would also recommend that you go sign up for Founders Network. It's also a great place for peer mentorship and they have a lot of opportunities and stuff. Along with finding guests, 
It's also important to have a way for them to sign up for a slot on your calendar, right? Before I'd go back and forth and back and forth, and this was awful. That's the reason why Calendarly is so important. I can't stress that enough. It saves me so much time, right? Step two, record the episode. Some podcasters do a pre-show meet and greet before the actual recording. So they actually set up a meeting before the actual meeting recording. I am not a fan of this at all, since I want my podcast to feel like we're having a conversation at a coffee shop, coffee shop, right? Instead, what I do is I take the first 10 minutes of our 60 minutes that we've got booked to talk about stuff and get to know someone, right? One thing that helps a ton for me and my guess is that I start with the same exact question every single time. That question is, tell me how you got to do what you're doing today. Not only is this an easy question for anyone to answer, it also provides a ton of avenues to go down. So keep that in mind, right? Step number three, generating show notes. Once the recording is done, I send it off to Alyssa to do the show notes. More on that later on. Let's just say that this one modification in my process cut off weeks, and I mean weeks, from recording to release. It's an absolute game changer. Step number four, record the intro into Hindenburg. Once I get the show notes from Alyssa, I record them into Hindenburg. This is what you hear at the beginning of every show after the standard intro. Like I said, I'm recording on Hindenburg right now. Step five, edit Zoom audio and add the intro. The Zoom audio usually needs some light edits to remove some of the pre-episode stuff, but not a ton. I make it a general rule to not edit the show if I can help it. For one, I don't want to misrepresent someone's point of view. And two, it's a ton of work to line everything all up and get it all edited, so... I try not to do that. Step number six, export to DotWave and upload to Euphonic or Audiophonic. I can't say it. I, I'm not even going to try. So uh, Euphonic <laughs> likes to have the highest fidelity file you can make, right? So I usually output a .wave file from Hindenburg. And to put that in perspective, just so you know, a .wave file is like 10x the size of a finished MP3. So it's a pretty big file, but it's very high fidelity. And I'm sorry that I always mess up the name of A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C. I got to work on that. <laughs> Step number seven, create hero image on Canva. While the file is uploading, I work on the hero image in Canva. One of the advantages of using Calendarly is that you can put questions when they sign up for a slot. And two of my questions, I ask for a high-res headshot and a high-res logo. Both of these are used to create the hero image. And let me tell you, it's so nice when they actually send me a high-res image. It just looks so much better and it makes my world so much easier. That's another thing I added, right? Step number eight, create and edit the show notes on Ghost. So the Entrepreneur Ethos site is hosted, like I said, on ghost.io. Ghost is an awesome platform for publishing content. It's super easy to use, and I literally cut and paste the Google Doc right into it from Alyssa. I also schedule the post to align with the episode when it'll go live, which is up next, right? That's step number nine, upload to Simplecast. Once the auto file is done, 
I upload it to Simplecast along with episode notes that are also on the site. It's best to put those show notes, right, as part of the feed because that allows it to get searched on all these podcast players like Apple Podcasts and Spotify, etc. Step number 10, send an email to the guest. Once I have everything scheduled, send an email to my guest to tell them when the pod will drop. In the email, I add the link to the site since that's what I want shared, right? Sharing the episode URL to the entrepreneur ethos, right? Boosts page views as well as SEO for when folks want to look up past episodes. So this is why I really suggest you want a good SEO juice. You got to have your own site. Can't rely on Apple or Spotify. No no offense to them. (laughs) Step number 11, promote episode once live. When the episode goes live, I share it on all my social channels and encourage my guests to do the same. And this is important because it's actually really hard to promote. So anytime a guest promotes, it's super helpful. So thank you for everyone who promotes my, my podcast when you're a guest or if you don't, you just love to promote it. So there you go. That's the entire process to create an episode of the Entrepreneur Ethos podcast for everyone to listen to. But one more thing. Can you see now why it takes 4x the time to create an episode? It actually shocked me at first, but it's pretty good, accurate heuristic. So thanks, Peter, for that. And early on, it was much worse when I first started because of one thing, and that was generating the show notes. So thankfully, I found Alyssa, who does a fantastic job of listening to the audio and sending me the show notes in Google Docs. I cannot begin to tell you how helpful this is. For my show, the show notes were a major bottleneck. It took me weeks and weeks to get to them and would take me forever to create them. That's why I'm so thankful for Alyssa, for all she does to make the notes so great. It was hard at first to send them on, But then I realized having her do it not only freed up my time to record more episodes, but it made the show notes listener-focused. So when she listens to it, it's just like a listener. So they're just so great. So thanks, Alyssa, for making the Entrepreneur Ethos podcast that much better for me to create all these great episodes without burning out. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. My hope is that you learned something that can make you a little bit better. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do share it with friends and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also join my email list by visiting theentrepreneurethos.com to get my thoughts on what I'm doing to get better, as well as what I'm working on. You can also pick up my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, if you want to learn the traits values, and beliefs that I think we need to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient entrepreneur, and frankly, world community. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at The Daily MBA, and let me know if you have any questions or recommendations for a guest you'd like me to talk to. Also, drop me a note if you try anything we talked about on this or any other episode. I'd love to hear what's working for you. Until next time, keep getting better.